Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are talking about how to not be a guy with camera. So, a little bit more of a serious episode, but uh, hopefully we'll get straight to the meat of it. Um, And I do hope that by the time we're done, this is going to be very important listening that uh, all of you should hear and share, because uh, this is kind of a really important topic today. So, Ben, what exactly is a guy with camera? You know, I would tell you, but we got some responses from listeners, so let's hear it straight from you. The artist who lacks the art. And then you have the stalker. A person who would rather compliment the body. A guy with a camera, which is the model's colloquial term for a guy that just has a camera to basically hit on women or get naked photos. So that is the definition of a guy with camera. Uh, so now we're going to talk about how to not be that guy. So let's go back to the listeners and you tell us your best tips. The photography is not about your sexual desires, my sexual desires, and those should be checked and not in a factor. Yes, you or I may find somebody attractive, but it's not the place to act on it. It's not the time. It's not appropriate. Don't make comments about your subject's body. When you do communicate, don't use lewd or crude or inappropriate jokes. Don't use the word sexy or hot or other derogatory descriptive words. There's other words that can be used to compliment somebody without making them feel like an object rather than a human. Refer to people by their names. Don't call them babe, sweetheart, darling. Have a portfolio. Have a portfolio. If you don't have any kind of website or work to show, I won't work with you. And neither should anyone else. And if it's your first time, don't maybe start with nudes. Don't touch your model. I can't see what is going through your lens. So just communicate with us. Let us know and we can adjust it. But don't move us. Don't touch us. My hand is weird. Don't come up and move it. If I got like hair on my face, don't, you know, move my hair. Let me know. Don't tell your model that they can't bring a friend along. Safety first. If you don't allow any kind of security or escort for a model, that immediately sends a red flag to me that I cannot trust you because you want me to be alone. And unfortunately, I've been assaulted now by three photographers. And so I will never, ever work with anyone that says explicitly that they won't have an escort. Create a a contract for the escort too, because I do realize that some are less professional than others and some can get in the way of sets or they'll be lurking out of the frame and distracting you. But it's super important to have somebody there to advocate for my safety. So generally speaking, when you hear a guy with camera, your first thought immediately goes to uh, photographers that shoot the genre where the model's clothes are 
off or scantily clad, whether that is swimwear or boudoir or any um, other fine art type thing. Um, that is generally where we kind of go to, and I think that will be generally kind of what we're talking about for this discussion. But it does not have to be that kind of shoot. Um, I know we personally know uh, at least one guy with camera who doesn't shoot that, but is still very creepy to his models. So mm -hmm. even if you're shooting models in a completely clothed scenario, you can still be creepy. Yep. Don't don't be creepy. Yep. Um, I think I think this episode is uh, we're not ever actually going to get across to creeps and make them less creepy. Mm -hmm. But I think what we can do is we can stop you from doing one of those social faux pas that makes you come off as creepy. Yeah, even if you're not a guy with camera, um, you're not going down that path. Um, it's still you can still appear like one accidentally or you can do things that make a model uncomfortable. Um, so the, this, this show is uh, really about that, like how to not fall into those, uh, into that hole and how to be appropriate um, with your models or really with anybody that you're shooting. Absolutely. So professionalism is absolutely key. Mm -hmm. um, one, one of the one of the quotes that we got that I absolutely loved uh, is look like someone who knows what they're doing, not like a creepy guy who just rolled out of his gamer chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Uh, so all, all of the horror stories I've seen, um, a lot of them start with come to my studio mm -hmm. and their studio is actually a residence mm -hmm. and it's not a properly set up studio space. Now, I will say that uh, when I say come to the studio, uh, even though it is a residence, there is a separate area that mm -hmm. is specifically designed for photography. It is clean. It is well lit. It looks nice and presentable. Yep. That goes a long way versus wearing um, a shirt with pizza stains on it and going to your bedroom. That's just creepy yeah just straight off the gate but even before that um being professional starts way before your model shows up oh yeah it's it starts when their friend uh refers you to someone mm -hmm. uh refers them to you rather it starts uh when they first you know email or message you on social media for a shoot it starts uh, on those early conversations. Yeah. So always being professional and courteous and not saying sleazy, uh, never making any sexual jokes at any time. Mm -hmm. um, even though, like, if you were both hanging out, you know, and having drinks together as friends, mm -hmm. if you both might make those jokes, that's different. But mm -hmm. this is neither the time nor the place for that. Yeah. And it even starts potentially before that. So um, this person we know who... Uh, often uh, comes across as a as a guy with camera who who, who fills a lot of those um, unfortunate things we're talking about today. We are um, going to call this person Johan. We yeah. decided before the episode because one, it is not their real name, so you don't know who we're talking about, yep. and two, we don't know anyone named Johan. Exactly. So if your name is Johan, we do apologize. <laughs> we're not talking about you. Exactly. Uh, so so Johan, um, who we both we're both very familiar with, uh, he. Uh, exemplifies uh, in many ways the guy with camera 
uh, behavior profile. And one of the ways that he exemplifies this is in his presence online, especially on social media. Um, so before somebody would even message you or re- reach out to you, um, maybe if a friend referred them to you and they immediately, of course, look up your social media, your website, um, your presence online to see what you're about. If uh, you come across as a guy with camera on your social media, intentional or otherwise, uh, you potentially won't get that work. So what he does, unfortunately, is he um, mixes a lot of his personal social media and his professional social media. And uh, he makes a lot of... um, comments about women he is flirty he make he talks about uh sexual topics uh he complains sometimes about his uh lack of a love life whether that's direct or indirect sometimes it's reading between the lines um there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on but the problem is uh well one i don't think you should do that online in general because i even in your personal social media i think that's a bad idea but two he uses his personal social media accounts as his business social media account. So anybody who looks him up potentially to go to uh, pursue his services will see all of these strange sexual comments and flirting. Um, you know, especially if you scroll through his feed, you can see it's targeted at specific people that he is obviously interested in. Um, that comes across really bad, especially when it that's does. his business account it, as well. <laughs> it's very strong. So, yeah. uh, one thing that I will say mm-hmm. is that, um, I do mix personal and business accounts. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, I have many different business accounts from my cosplay triple click photo, which is completely separate to nom creative, which is the thing that you are listening to right now, I Mm -hmm. assume. Um, but so my nom creative account, it will only post business. My nom creative account will only post photography related stuff. That said, uh, the way Facebook works, Mm -hmm. Uh, the way Instagram works, it's very hard to have multiple Instagrams. I do. It's very hard to, though. So, uh, like, I will post photos of my dog on Instagram. Like, they're not necessarily professional photos, but, you know, it is my personal Instagram. I mm-hmm. do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, my professional page always stays professional, but I do add clients to my personal Facebook because that is the only way Facebook will let me tag them. So there is online, there is always this confluence and mix of personal and professional. And so just, this is just a kind of rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. I will never post anything on social media. Kind of the two things you can think about is, will my grandma get offended by this? And will a client get offended by this? Mm -hmm. If, if either of those people will get offended, do not post it. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it is okay to have a personality on social media. It's okay to be a little bit jokey or to post pictures of your pet or whatever. That's and totally lots fine. of photographers have built their brands upon their personal, like, sociability and personality rather than their work. It's, I like you, yep. I'm going to hire you, your work is also good. Yeah. Um, and... So that's not to say completely strip yourself of personality, but uh, don't be creepy, don't make sexual jokes, and yep. don't be inappropriate don't don't do that online at all, but especially don't do it anywhere where uh, you know people can can yeah. see it. If you want to flirt, then keep it on dating sites and Tinder and stuff like that. Like that's Correct. not your Facebook page where you're also talking about your business on a regular basis. Um, I mean, you you get that unfortunate um, confluence of people. Uh, 
seeing they start to associate like at the very least they start to associate your business with that flirtiness with those inappropriate comments if you've got a feed that's you know business flirt business inappropriate comment business talking about something sexual your business and and your the image of your business becomes tied to those behaviors and that will uh, that it would be so hard to get rid of if you if you've built a reputation like that Boy. Yes, uh, I think we've lingered on this one enough, and we yeah. have a lot to get through. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this train moving. Let's keep going. Um, but yes, so so it starts way before you even talk to your model. You need to act professional. All your communications need to be professional. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is uh, sometimes if you have not worked with a model before, um, they will ask if they can have a friend or an escort join them for safety. So that is a absolute huge red flag if you say no. Safety comes first. Uh, no matter when I'm doing a shoot, I always tell my clients safety first. Although generally when I am doing that, it's because we're shooting on the side of a cliff and I want to make sure they're far enough away from that cliff that they don't fall. <laughs> um, but no matter how you mean the term, safety does always come first. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, one thing that I learned from a Canadian boudoir photographer who is absolutely incredible. His name is uh, Ewan Phelan. And one of the things that he said is while he doesn't allow escorts, you're allowed to come to the shoot. You just have to like stay in that room because of the way his particular shooting style goes of if you're, you're, you're he creates a connection with the model and the escort is like making catty like saying things peanut gallery in the corner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you don't want that interrupting your shoot that mm-hmm. said you can't just say no no people but you need to have a clear expectation with your model and with your model's escort about what those lines and boundaries are for uh, you as a photographer and for them as an escort so that way they're not um, minimizing the confidence of your model because I've had that uh, go both ways where I had a peanut gallery that was just like laughing and making jokes and like okay cool they were distracting me a little bit Mm -hmm. but they were generally kind of adding to the vibe of the room and i've had peanut gallery uh usually the the way that this goes the opposite direction is when i'm doing senior photos actually and mom is there and mom is going oh my boy looks so cute or aren't you so adorable and the model's just like oh mom go away Mm -hmm. and so getting the that away from like the the kind of like parental unit helps kind of boost their self-confidence of like, they're still there. It's still there for protection. You're not by yourself, but you're not getting the constant barrage of comments. So uh, always allow an escort. Never, ever say no escort, but uh, do when, when they come to the shoot, do have those kind of clear lines of like, I do not want you distracting me from my work. I do not want you distracting the model or minimizing or uh, having any like kind of like catty comments because some people bring friends that are not great friends yep, and yep. it detracts from your shoot and lowers their self-confidence and then you're going to have worse photos, which is bad for both of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So always allow an escort, but uh, have those clear boundaries about um, what is going to add to your shoot and what is going to take away from your shoot. 
Exactly, exactly. And and uh, uh, just like there might be a peanut gallery or a friend that distracts from the shoot, you can distract from the, from the shoot too with how you communicate with the model. So always, always professionalism. Um, don't make inappropriate comments. Uh, don't say anything that is, could any in any way be misconstrued inappropriately. Um, you need you need to be uh, confident. You need to help them with their confidence and help them through the process of the shoot. Um, and certainly don't uh, be jokey in uh, inappropriate ways or or say anything absolutely bad like that. That's that is that's part of the part of the deal as well. <laughs> so so part of building confidence and rapport, especially mm-hmm. with um, a, a newer model, mm-hmm. is is being able to give those compliments. Mm-hmm. But you can say like, oh, that pose was beautiful. I love mm-hmm. the lighting. Um, this outfit looks great on you. This photo turned out amazing. You're going to love it. You're going to want a print of this. Yep. Th- these are great. All of those kind of comments build up the confidence yep. in the model and make them feel good about themselves. Never, ever, ever comment about a uh, part of their body. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, you're supporting them and you're you're building them up. You're not flirting with them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so along with this open communication, um, one of the things is, uh, be open about your, your vision for what you would like to shoot. Um, me as a male photographer, uh, especially when I'm doing feminine poses, uh, there is some there is some comedy kind of involved when I do the pose first and I say, this is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, because if, you know, one thing is if you're not willing to do it, why would you ask someone else to? Mm-hmm. But the other thing too is this is about the photography. This is the thing that makes all of your lines look best. And if you can't uh, completely articulate, by the way, I need your left hand here, overlapping your right hand and just turn, lower the shoulder type thing. If you're having trouble getting that pose across just being able to show it to them and say this is kind of what i'm looking for the other half of that is if you clearly articulate beforehand then your model can either say no i don't feel comfortable doing that or actually i have some kind of injury or something and i'm not able to do that so you never want to put them into a position where something will be physically hurt or make them feel uncomfortable Agreed. Agreed. So along those lines, what about touching? That is a big one. <laughs> uh, here's here's the short answer. If you have to ask the question, the answer is no. Don't touch. Ever. <laughs> um, so uh, during the montage, you heard a couple different people say, don't touch. Just mm-hmm. don't do it. Yep. Uh, the the one the only caveat to this is if you already have a rapport with your model, mm-hmm. if it is something that is very easy, you say... I would like to move your hair. Can I do that? And if you already have this rapport with your model and they're feeling good and comfortable with you, they want to look their best and they will say, yes, please fix it. And then you can kind of move that hair out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as one of our models said, they don't feel comfortable with people doing that. So you ask and she'll say, nope, I got it. And she can get the hair herself. Yep. So even when I'm doing boudoir and they are in a pose where they do not have their hands free to be able to fix, you know, maybe the strap got turned or something, you can always ask. You ask first, and if they are not able to move and grab it, then 
either they will ask you if you can just do it or if they're you can see them physically struggling to get get there you can ask can i help you with this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um obviously if you would not touch you can like you know someone's shoulder is very different than other parts of their body if you would not uh touch their body that way in public do not do it in a shoot just mm-hmm. no touching don't do it agreed agreed yeah yeah, yeah. no touching and boy, if you're going to in any way ask first and and abide by that, um, don't make it a big deal if they say no. Um, that's that's if they're not comfortable with that, that is how it is. That is totally valid, and yes, uh, you need to abide by that. Don't be like that is. Well, now it's gonna nope. take longer. Or whatever. Don't Absolutely. do that kind of stuff. Um, just be like, no problem. You know, we'll let you fix that, and we'll move forward. Like, another another huge guy with camera trait is uh, pressuring your model after they say no. Uh-huh. If they say no once, <laughs> exactly what that idea at. is dead. Move on to something else. Exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. No pressure. Zero pressure. Yeah. So uh, sometimes, uh, especially when I'm doing uh, boudoir with someone who the, they kind of wanted to do boudoir because they were kind of interested, but uh, they weren't, you know, fully sold on it. And they're like, mm, I don't know about some of this, but like, I know I kind of want them. And I know I want to give this as a gift to, you know, my fiance, but I'm just kind of not there comfort zone wise. There is a difference between pushing their their comfort zone like artistically and making them feel uncomfortable on the set Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so by the time that they're getting you know fun and flirty and you say okay here's this photo that you had on your pinterest board would you like to try this photo now if if during the rest of your shoot you have made them feel good and safe and confident and you ask them would you like to try this one that was already a chosen photo for you and they say yes yes i would great you can you can do that pose, um, but the other thing too is if you are putting together, um, and I always try and do uh, mood boards for most of my shoots, but especially for all of my boudoir shoots. If you put together a mood board and there is a pose that they say no, I don't like that. Do not bring it up on the shoot. They've already said no once. You're done. Kill that idea. Move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um... And, and along those lines, if you're, if you're somebody, if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you're, if you are the model and somebody is pressuring you into any of this stuff or making it a big deal or doing any of this, these things we've talked about, um, then, then leave, it can stop. Like you can leave. stop, yes. leave, be done with it. Um, I, you know, I realize that there, there is some pressure in a situation like that to, to get the thing done, to get through it. That is not the case here just just be done and leave and get out of there it is not worth do not reward that kind of behavior um that is not your responsibility um nor should you absolutely if they say something sleazy Mm -hmm. don't work them leave if they make any sexual jokes don't work them leave Mm -hmm. if they offer you alcohol no no. no, the only time I offer my clients alcohol is when we just finished a wedding shoot and we sit down and we have a sh- glass of champagne to watch their slideshow. Mm-hmm. No, um, if you are doing a, a boudoir kind of like party, I've seen uh, female photographers do this where uh, they get a group of friends together. That group of friends may choose to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. One, as a photographer, never drink on the job and never offer your models alcohol ever. Mm-hmm. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, or even not as a photographer, just don't drink on the job. <laughs> um, it's true. It's true, exactly. 
Asterix, maybe if you're a bartender? Uh, yeah. I don't know how that works. I have never been a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot speak from experience there, but <laughs> certainly as a photographer, as a videographer, don't do it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we've talked we've talked a lot about when you are uh, with a model and when you are shooting kind of in that more intimate boudoir type setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about uh, in public. How yeah. to not be a guy with camera out uh, shooting out and about in public. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of the people that uh, listen to my show and follow me because I run the cosplay photo booth are cosplayers. So mm-hmm. we got some feedback from cosplayers, and actually, let's listen to a few of those clips now. The best thing that a photographer can do to not be a creepy guy with the camera is just go up to the model and politely ask if they may take their picture. Don't shoot over some other photographer's shoulder out in public. It's just weird. Have open communication about your vision. If you have something in mind, ask. Some people may not be physically able to do some of the poses. Some people, it may not work with their cosplay or they may not feel comfortable with how their body is. But be open. You can ask or have another suggestion in mind if that does not work. Lastly, I want to talk about minors. So teens especially will attend a Comic-Con by themselves with friends and they want their photos taken. Sometimes they enjoy certain cosplays and maybe their chest is showing or their underwear is showing. So reposition yourself. Know your angles. Know, hey, this isn't working. Or take a couple steps further back and give yourself some distance between them. But also ask them to move into a different position. Say, you know, this isn't working. Can we try something else? And just have communication. Especially with the parents and the minors, give them your social media information. Let them know how to find you. That is where you can be accountable and you can be upfront. Same with other models. So this is perhaps a little bit more straightforward than in the potentially slightly higher pressure, a little bit more intimate setting of boudoir, but there are still some pitfalls you can obviously fall into here. And um, one of those is shooting uh, children or teens in public. This is a particularly uh, tricky one. Absolutely. So my personal uh, thing, one, I always have every model, Uh, when you're out in public, it's much harder because they're in a public setting, but whenever someone hires me to do a shoot, I have every single model sign a model release. And if you are under 18, you legally cannot sign that release on your own. So a parent or guardian must be present for the shoot and to sign that release. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good rule of thumb. Um, as always with, uh, with anyone underage, um, in public, you know, just be, be appropriate. Be careful about angles. Be careful about framing. Um, be upfront about who you are and what you're doing. Uh, just this is a this is an opportunity to take extra care and really think through um, how your how you're photographing them, how this shoot is set up. Um, because sometimes you can you can inadvertently do things. Um, you know, just just being taller than a subject can inadvertently lead to to angles um, to photographs that aren't uh, aren't particularly appropriate. So really take this opportunity when shooting a subject like this to think through everything and be extra extra careful about um, falling into those pits that you wouldn't otherwise with an adult subject. Right. 
Um, one other thing about shooting out in public, always asking for permission. Um, I understand that is street photography, like legally rules are like you're in public and you're allowed to shoot it, but shooting without asking first, especially if it is like a cosplayer one, if it, if you are at a convention and trying to, you know, shoot a cosplayer, they would like to pose for you as yeah. that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing it candidly does not give them the ability to do so, but two, it is also just creepy yeah um something else that is very creepy that i have seen a lot uh whenever i shoot with uh dancers or anyone who is in kind of like low back dress type situation where you're out in a public area let's say uw quad incredibly popular here in seattle you will get the main photographer who has been hired by that person or has work contacted that person to shoot with them. They are the one person shooting that model. And then you will see people just kind of over their shoulder with a long lens shooting pictures of that model. (laughs) Do not do it. That is not your model. One, those photos aren't any good. I don't know what you're doing with them. Mm -hmm. And two, it is super creepy. Do not do it. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. Um, the, the with this space especially um it's it's less about exact legalities and about and more about what's polite and and what's right so so yes if you're in a public space technically you don't need any permission technically you can shoot anybody in a public space with no expectation of privacy but what is right what is ultimately the polite correct thing to do it's to ask it's to not shoot over people's shoulders it's to just be a good person and i think that's kind of goes for all of these situations is to to don't be a jerk don't be a creep ask err on the side of politeness and and comfort for the person that you're shooting or the situations that you're in um you're never going to come across as negatively as negative if you're overly cautious right like what's the worst that that somebody could think of you is oh he didn't really need to ask but he did like or she didn't need to ask but she did or whoever they didn't need to ask but they asked but they did yes but they did so how is that at all bad right (laughs) like you're you're only going to come across as a nicer more careful person than otherwise and that is not a bad thing There are uh, two more points that I definitely want to hit in Mm -hmm. this episode before we kind of wrap up. Um, One is having a portfolio and a body of work. Yeah. Um, You need to come to the table showing that you have done this before. So there is that catch-22 that photographers feel of, I need to have a portfolio in this subject before I'm allowed to shoot this subject. How do you, how do you get the portfolio before you've shot it. Mm-hmm. And the answer is if you are trying to break into uh, the boudoir or the fine art or any kind of situation like that, where uh, more applies to all these things that we're talking about, or the things that will tend to make you look creepier. If you do it incorrectly, don't start there. <laughs> Prove that you can shoot, uh, you know, dancers and being athletic prove that you can shoot uh good portraits prove that you can shoot all of these things have a good body of work before you ever approach any of those other genres Mm -hmm. once you have proved that you are a good photographer all the rest of these rapport rules apply so especially with uh, boudoir, but with a lot of photography, you need to work up to it. You need to be established. Having that portfolio is 
a huge, if not the number one way to appear that you're established, that this is this is a business as usual for you, and that there is nothing um, strange or or uncomfortable about working with you, and a, and a strong portfolio, even if you haven't shot boudoir yet, a strong portfolio of portraiture, sports, all those kind of things is going to help you along those same lines. Something else that really helps is uh, having references or reviews. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you ask someone if they can give you like a testimonial or a quote that you put on your website and that they can associate the photo with the quote and like names are good too, um, being able to have all of that helps show that people like you and want to work with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that there are some uh, people, uh, especially in the kind of more risque genres, fine art, fetish, those genres of photography, they want to actually talk to the models. So ask your model if they would be willing to be a reference for you. That is another thing that can go a long way. Yeah, almost uh, almost like a job application. I mean, you need, a, you need to prove that you can do the job. Uh, you need to prove that there are people that have seen you work or are familiar with your work that would back you up. Um, that is all going to inspire a conf- confidence in a model or in a, a new client, um, just like it would in an employer. <laughs> Absolutely. And the last thing that I wanted to hit in this episode is uh, talking during a shoot. Mm-hmm. So we've already talked about all the things to not say. Mm-hmm. But having silence can absolutely kill a shoot. Silence does one of two things. It either just kills the vibe in the room and makes everyone feel super awkward and uncomfortable, or it makes it feel like you are ogling your model. So the two things that you can do to combat this is uh, you can just think out loud. So you can talk about, you know what, this looks really great. Um, I'm not quite happy with the exposure on this light. Let me just turn that down. Okay, one more. All right, we're looking a little bit shiny on that side. Let me just adjust it and change the angle. And you know what, I'm just going to set my white balance a little bit warmer. If you're fiddling with the camera, just kind of annotate out loud what you are fiddling with because that fills the space and goes, oh, he's just doing his thing. He's making me look good. Yeah. He's not ogling the photo he just took. He's not ogling me. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is uh, sometimes um, you can, if you don't feel comfortable talking that much, obviously I love talking. If you don't feel comfortable talking that much, you can ask them a question. Um, so one question could be like, oh, so where's your vi- favorite vacation spot? Tell, when, when's the last time you went? Tell me about it. Um, oh, you went snorkeling? That's amazing. What, like, what was it like down there? Just get them going. So now you can kind of half listen and you can do all the camera stuff that you need to do, but it's, it's kind of filling the room. So you're not awkwardly just kind of staring at them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have another bonus one that that just made me think of. Sometimes I will kind of take a look at my model head to toe because I'm thinking specifically about hand positioning and posing and which way do I want their hip to go? Which way do I want to turn their nose? And there are too many processes going on in my brain for me to be able to articulate all of that. So um, if you are feeling uncomfortable as a male photographer um, shooting these, uh, the first one is if it makes you feel uncomfortable, don't do it. This is not for everyone, and that's okay. That said, just because you are a male photographer doesn't mean that you can't shoot this. 
So something that really helped is I am an art major. So going through art school, they teach you to break down 3D objects into just an array of shapes. So when I am working with a scantily clad or nude model, they uh, part of that is they are no longer like the person standing in front of me. They are the array of shapes that I'm trying to put in the most pleasing artistic composition. So uh, this elbow is no longer an elbow. It is a triangle. And I need to fit that triangle to see how all of these uh, circles and triangles and rectangles kind of fit together to make an artistic image. So at that point, there is absolutely no, you know, sexual connotation in this kind of image. It is truly the artistic compositional representation. So if you can look at your model in that fashion and, you know, truly artistic kind of thinking about composition and design and angles and all of the things that art school will teach you or has taught you, um, that is truly a way to kind of help diffuse the situation. And uh, when you are definitely getting started, it makes it way less awkward um, for both of you to just kind of stand there in a room together and just makes everything feel more comfortable. Because again, at the end of the day, you are trying to create artistic photographs, whether that is cosplay or boudoir or anything else. Well, I think we have pretty thoroughly discussed how to not be a guy with camera today. This has been some heavy stuff, but um, some stuff that a lot of people need to hear, I think. I I do think that this is mandatory uh, viewing or listening material, depending on your platform. If If you're watching this on YouTube, we also have it podcast audio form. That's what podcasts are. So you can take it in the car with you. Uh, and if you're listening to this in audio form, we are also on YouTube. So you can see our shining faces while we talk about these things. <laughs> exactly. We are on your platform of choice. Just uh, just search and we'll be there. Um, well, now that we've covered this uh, pretty serious subject, uh, how about doing something a little bit lighter, a little bit more uh, more fun? What do you think, Ben? Yep, we are going to flip and just kind of geek out on some of our favorite camera gear. That's coming up next time. Yep, favorite gear next show. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend, and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.